It's been 75 years since World War II ended, 75 years since America became the first nation to drop nuclear bombs, 75 years to the day since the end of the final battle of World War II, the Battle of Okinawa. battle that left over 300,000 dead or wounded turned out to be the final major battle of World War II, June 22, 1945, 75 years ago today, marking the end of the Battle of Okinawa. It was a bloody battle. It was a bloody war. 75 years ago, it ended. Nazi Germany had been defeated, but over 6 million Jews, not to mention hundreds of thousands of others, both sides left dead in their wake. It's what makes people like Corrie ten Boom a hero. She never pulled a trigger, but her defiance in the face of hatred was courageous and heroic. Hiding place, refuge, reminds me of our Lord Jesus. He wouldn't stand for hatred, neither should we. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we begin a new week together. Thank you for sparing some time to join me and our team for the opening program of a brand new series called Corey Ten Boom Through the War. We've talked about her before, but this is the year of the final 75th anniversary of World War II. And in these next few minutes, we're going to return and learn from the past to help us get through the present. We'll be joined by Dave Arnold. He's with Focus on the Family and Adventures in Odyssey. But he also produced a radio drama called The Hiding Place. After the program, we'll give you a chance to get your own copy of this highly produced drama of the life of Corey Ten Boom called The Hiding Place. And we're coming into the final stretch of our fiscal year end that ends June 30th. May I ask you to pray and give. Pray hard, but give as the Lord leads. But I also would encourage you to ask for the CD set, The Hiding Place. Our number you can call after the program is 800 654 2836-800-654-2836. Or online, listen to an excerpt, or watch the fascinating video we've put up. Make your year-end gift, but you can also get The Hiding Place. Our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now, let's open the program with the cast of the stage play singing the signature song. The Hiding Place. Welcome to Haven Today, and there are many anniversaries taking place this year related to World War II and its ending, and we're going on this program to Colorado Springs. We want to meet up with somebody who works for Focus on the Family. 
Dave Arnold, we've never had you in the program before, but welcome for the first time to the program. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate that. We're having you on because of a World War II connection. Mm -hmm. You were the producer and the writer of the audio drama, The Hiding Place. Let's start out by you telling me how you got connected with The Hiding Place, even before you did this dramatic production. Well, I mean, for me, it actually started much, much earlier before I ever started working for Focus on the Family. I became a believer at the age of 16. I was raised in a home that knew about God but didn't believe in him until my brother came into a saving knowledge of Christ and his uh, contagious love for Christ sort of spread to many of us. But my folks had divorced when I was two. My dad was a, a an alcoholic, I think probably because, you know, people that come back from the war have got a lot of things to process and they don't know how to compartmentalize and so they turned to alcohol to do that. My dad did. And alcohol was sort of his god for uh, all of his life. And in 1979, the Billy Graham Association actually came out with a film on The Hiding Place. And my dad had just suffered a severe heart attack six months prior to that and had just begun the process of recovering when that film came out. And so uh, I was a believer, one of my brothers was a believer, and we invited him with my fiance to go to our church screening of The Hiding Place. And if you've ever seen that film, uh, at the end of it or toward the end of it, Billy Graham does an altar call. You basically go to one mm-hmm. of his mm-hmm. one of his crusades. Then he asks if anybody has accepted Christ, if they would raise his hand. And, of course, my eye had to open up just a little bit to see my dad next <laughs> to me and as he raised his hand and uh, uh, accepted Christ into his heart. And that was just a beautiful, beautiful uh, moment for me because I'd never really had a strong relationship with my dad. But that began the process of conversations over the next few days. Unfortunately, after that, I was gone three months because I went on a missions trip. And when I came back from the missions trip, my dad had died two days before I got home. Mm-hmm. But the comfort in it mm-hmm. all for me was the fact that I knew where he would be and that we'd connect again someday later on down the road. And so that was the beginning. That was the birthing for me of my love for this story because of how it impacted my family in particular and uh, my father uh, especially. All starting from a worldwide picture mm-hmm. uh, on the life of Corey Ten Boom. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's that's great to hear. Well, let's roll it forward a few years now, a number of years, Dave. Yeah. And uh, you're working for Focus on the Family. Mm-hmm. Some of us have maybe even heard of Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> and you got to do some radio drama along the way. Yeah. So is there any backstory to your bringing uh, the story of Corey Ten Boom as a radio drama? Well, for me, it was we had done quite a few stories with uh, Focus on the Family Radio Theater through the years. And I had always sort of tucked in the back of my mind that that was one of the stories I eventually wanted to tell. And um, there was a process that we kind of had to go through in terms of vetting these things and, and whatnot. And of course, I based the production on the book by John Sherrill. Um, mm-hmm. and yes. And we had, to get, yeah, we had to get rights from them and secure those rights and, you know, work out a deal and all of that. 
and they were wonderful to work with, very easy to work with, and happy for us to do the production. So, um, so once that was done, uh, I was more than excited to begin the process of writing it, bringing it to life in a way that the hope would be would be impactful for other people in a way that the Billy Graham film was for my father. Dave, just tell me about where you went to find actors for this. Well, we've got a wonderful assortment of actors available to us in London. Paul McCusker actually had a contact in the UK by the name of Philip Glassboro. When we started doing radio theater and, you know, most of these productions were, you know, centered around a, a, a sort of a British story anyway, we thought, where else to go but, but over there? And so we contacted Philip, and Philip has this thing called his Little Black Book, and it is renowned <laughs> throughout the talent base in London because he has everybody. Philip is one of those people that knows everybody, and everybody loves Philip. He's just a genuinely mm-hmm. wonderful, nice, creative, selfless person. We contacted him, uh, as we had done in all of the radio theater productions before, Philip actually has written some of the things we've done, and and he actually directed The Hiding Place for me as well. I I contacted him about that. Um, But he was the person that we worked through to secure our talent because he knows everybody, um, and and if he doesn't know everybody, he knows somebody who knows everybody. So (laughs) we went through just the process of uh, talking about what we wanted these characters to sound like, what we wanted uh, in terms of the talent, and he began to give us options, and we listened through those, and that's where we came down with what I think is an incredibly stellar cast of of actors who are not only really well-known in in the U.K. and across that region, but, you know, to a lot of people who view British television and film here in the United States, they would know them as well. In fact, one of the, the, the people... Henry Goodman, who is in the film, uh, a lot of younger people would know him because he's done a couple of the Marvel movies, you know, so uh, mm, that's always a perk, okay, too, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dave, let's just listen to a little bit right now from The Hiding Place. Let's capture this most unique World War II story. Uh, well, we should never forget, and may we never forget. Corey! Has Mr. Dilber come for his watch yet? I don't think so. We have company. Good day, my friends. Mr. De Vries, welcome. No, I'm oh. afraid I bring trouble into your shop, forgive me. What trouble? You're our friend, and a friend can only bring joy. Of course. Unfortunately, there's no joy in this visit. They've confiscated his shop. Oh, no. I told them I was a Christian. They said, who cares? Any Jew can convert to avoid trouble. So they closed me down in the interests of national security. Oh, they won't stop there. That's my fear. If I'm a security risk, my shop is only the first step to taking me. You've come to the right place, Harry. Father, there's no place to send him outside the city. The only underground address I have right now is Mrs. de Boer. She has 18 already, but I'm sure she'd take one more. She's a decent woman, a good heart. And she only lives four blocks from here. We'll get Peter to take you over. A cup of tea first, then to Mrs. de Boer. Oh, I'll never forget your help. Nonsense! Let's enjoy these moments together as good friends should over a warm mug and a good chat. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An excerpt here on Haven Today from the Hiding Place Radio Theater. Dave Arnold was the producer and writer. He's with Focus on the Family, and uh, he's on with us from Colorado Springs. 
Dave, you guys just knew how to put together great radio drama. <laughs> and I feel like I'm listening to the BBC or something when I hear one of your productions. But there's more of a backstory to this, too. This was memorable, wasn't it, as a producer, yeah. as a writer for you? It was memorable in a lot of different ways. And I could go on for hours, probably, and bore your audience to tears. But one of the things that that stuck out to me and sort of remembering you know, the story and, and the recording of the story was one particular actress who didn't play a, a huge role in the show, but her name was Hanna Maria Pravda. And uh, Philip brought her name to us for a very particular reason, and uh, that is mm -hmm. because she was a concentration camp survivor. She was uh, located in, or, you know, relocated to uh, Auschwitz and survived. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, went on to uh, eventually get into uh, to acting. And when we found out she was available to us, we just jumped at the chance. She was a wonderful actress, but also a wonderful person. That helped us to guide some of the, the thoughts that we had hmm. created in the show and to do it in a more authentic manner. To have somebody who had actually been in the camp and to be able to help you in your production, my hmm. goodness, it was really a blessing, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, just a, a privilege to know her, actually. Let's talk about Corey Ten Boom. She's mm -hmm. been with the Lord now for a number of years. Mm -hmm. uh, we had her secretary, her last secretary, on with us a few years mm -hmm. ago on our program and just got to learn a little bit about her. What's the importance, Dave, of Corey's story for us today? Any lessons we can learn that we might not be applying to our own lives, but should apply? Well, one of the things that's, that strikes me, and this is an, an, another interesting tie-in to Corey's story, is that for those of your audience who know Brother Andrew, Brother Andrew uh, mm -hmm. has founded Open Doors and is closely tied to Corey Ten Boom because uh, of their relationship and, and uh, his involvement with her uh, you know, later in life. And uh, Brother Andrew actually agreed to do the opens and closes to these shows, which I thought was really mm. very kind of him. But mm. one of the things he said that um, in his dealings with Corey Tenboom was she told him, you know, she was, she was getting along in years, and, and he was too. And she told him, she said, Brother Andrew, always look down. Always look down. And he said, mm. Um, mm. no, Corey, he said, you know, we, we, we may be old, but... We need to look up. We need to hold our heads up. Yes. <laughs> and she said, no, yes. always look down. When you're looking down, you're seeing God's perspective on us. He is looking down on mm. us, and we need to see the world the way God sees the world, not the way we see the world. And uh, to me, mm. that's the hallmark of Corey Ten Boom is, uh, you know, it was a challenge for her. She had a, She had a lot to work through emotionally, but, you know, her journey of going from bitterness to forgiveness, man, if, if that's something that our current culture can learn, because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of dissension, a lot of tension in our culture right now. But if we can learn the act of and the art of forgiveness through the power of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. then what a wonderful world this can be again. And hopefully we can have that revival that, you know, that Corey Ten Boom and her story can help uh, be a part of. That's a great lesson for every Christian listening to this program right now. And from what we've gone through in just the past month, 
It's so interesting, Dave, isn't it, how Corey took her faith in Jesus Christ seriously, and she shared it, but it also included helping hide out Jews in World Mm. War II. That's the Nazis didn't just want to capture, they wanted to throw them in uh, concentration camps, work them literally to death, and do away with them from the face of the earth. But Corey was a Christian in the true sense of the word, wasn't she? She was, and, and that came because of the heritage of her father. Her father was a godly man. And, um, you know, I mean, the things that they did, it's easy to say, you know, I, I want these people to be safe. But to put yourself in harm's way for their safety and to actually do something tangible for them is another thing altogether. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it's what, you know, Christ calls us to be hands and feet, not just to say we, we love him, but to show uh, right. by our actions that we love him and love people. So, yeah, again, Corey's story is a perfect example of what it means to, to be not just a practicing Christian, but a true Christian. Isn't it true that your operation was the headquarters for raids on food rations offices around the country? Honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. How many Jews did you hide? What Jews? I hid no Jews. (sighs) Your other activities, Miss Tenbohm, would you like to tell me about them? Other activities? Oh, you must mean my church for the mentally retarded people. I haven't been involved with that for a while now, but I found preaching to these special people very rewarding. What a waste of time and energy. If you want converts, Miss Tenbohm, surely one normal person is worth all the halfwits in the world. Hmm? May I tell you the truth, Lieutenant Rams? This hearing, Miss Tenbohm, is predicated on the assumption that you will do me just that honour. The truth, sir, is that God's viewpoint is sometimes different from ours. So different that we could not even guess at it unless he had given us a book which tells us such things. In the Bible, I learn that God values us not for our strength or our brains, but simply because he made us. Who knows? In his eyes, a half-wit, as you say, may be worth more than a watchmaker. Or... A lieutenant. That will be all for today. God. Yes, Lieutenant. Prisoner Tenbaum has completed her hearing. She and her sister should be taken to the infirmary. Dave Arnold is with us from Colorado Springs. He wrote, he produced the radio theater hiding place, which we've never had on Haven Today before, but wow, am I glad we discovered it. Dave, would you mind, in light of the life of Corey Ten Boom, but in light of what we're going through, the many things we're going through and have gone through the last few months, would you lead us in prayer? I'd be very happy to. Thank you. Father uh, in heaven, God, um, creator of all things, lover of our hearts and our souls. We come to you today, and we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for faith, and we thank you for faith as it's exhibited in the life of people who are willing to sacrifice themselves to carry their cross and follow you. 
uh, like Corrie ten Boom. Lord, I pray that her example of selflessness and sacrifice would compel us in our current situation to be the hands and the feet and the voice of Christ to our generation, that we would be those who would help our culture to recover from divisive tensions, the stresses and frustrations of COVID, all of the things that are going on right now that just have put a wedge in this country in a way that hasn't been seen perhaps in in many, many, many years. But Lord, we pray that you would begin a revival in our country. We pray, we know that the only way through this ultimately is through the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I ask that your blessing would be uh, on our nation uh, to come to know you, for those who believe in you to believe even stronger, uh, that they would not compromise or uh, water down their faith to make others feel well, but that they would stand strong in their faith because a watered-down faith is not effective, Lord, and will be of no benefit to anybody and may do a lot more damage. So help us to be strong in our faith, to be examples like Corey, to be examples primarily like Jesus Christ calls us to be. In a time of trouble, in a time forlorn, there is a hiding place where hope is born. In a time of danger, when our faith is proved, there is a hiding place where we are loved. There is a hiding place, a strong protective space, where God provides the grace to persevere. For nothing can remove us from the Father's love, though all may change, yet nothing changes here. In a time of sorrow, in a time of grief, there is a hiding place to give relief. In a time of weakness, in a time of fear, there is a hiding place where God is place, a strong protective space, where God provides the grace to persevere. For nothing can remove us from the Father's love, though all may change, yet nothing changes here. In a time of In a time of grief, 
There is a hiding place to give relief in a time of weakness, in a time of fear. There is a hiding place where God is near. Now that was going back in time on this final 75th anniversary year of World War II, the Haven Quartet and the Hiding Place, on a program we're calling Corey Ten Boom Through the War. You know, Corey was a hero without even knowing it. She fought a valiant battle for right and won without ever pulling a trigger in World War II. The story of Corey Ten Boom and the radio drama The Hiding Place on CD shows us what courage looked like coming out of that war. And it leads us to Christian courage today, whether you live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Bethel, Ohio, or Red Deer, Alberta. Christians need courage to stand for the truth and to love those who are suffering. I want to send you The Hiding Place because I know it will inspire you to live by faith and love others by faith in Jesus Christ. Our Younger generation is in danger of forgetting their history. Why not listen to this touching radio drama yourself and share it with someone else? That's what Christians do. Here's our number to call right now to make your year-end gift, but also to get the hiding place. 800-654-2836. That's 800 654 2836. Or go to our website and visit us there at haventoday.org. That's H-A-V-E-N-T-O-D-A-Y, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. I was in a prayer meeting not long ago when someone accidentally bumped their cell phone. Suddenly, Siri spoke up and responding to the words the person was praying said, I would address your spiritual questions to someone more qualified to comment. It was kind of funny and a little unnerving and, I thought, profound. Because for spiritual questions, who you ask is as important as what you ask. Learning from someone who is wise in the Word is a good idea, but even better, you can bring your questions to God Himself. In Jeremiah, God says, Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. You'll hear God speaking to you through His Word. Get Anchor Devotional today. Try it out. Visit GetAnchor.com.